You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hello, Riverdale gang. Uh, This is your host, Ryan, coming at you from a quiet corner of the Edmonton International Airport, uh, because I forgot to record this before flying today. Our episode today starts off with the second half of my chat with uh, my friend Nathaniel Bass, who did some lighting on Riverdale, um, as this is one of the episodes he worked on. So we're going to jump into that and then return to your regularly scheduled programming with myself and Chloe for a watch along. Hey gang, I'm back with another Riverdale gang guest. Um, Once again, we have local filmmaker uh, Nathaniel Bass. Who Hi. was a crew and lighting uh, grip? You weren't grip. I was a, a lighting technician. Lighting technician on a couple of our favorite episodes and shots, uh, including some of today's episode. A very signature scene that um, you quoted to me in at length again before I ever watched the show, um, and have never actually watched the this product is, of. No, I've never seen an episode of Riverdale. I've never seen. A second of Riverdale. Well, you've seen many seconds, just not through a camera right, or television. Um, and I want to, especially because you don't know this scene, um, <laughs> I want to hear a little bit more about Jughead's weirdo speech um, from a place of complete ignorance, but having seen it go down and yeah. having lit it. So this was this was my first day on the Riverdale set. I only worked on it for about a week that season. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, so I show up, and it's Jughead doing this line, which is, You're a cheerleader, goddammit! You're the perfect girl next door, and I'm a damaged loner outcast from the wrong side of the tracks. It'll never work! And that was my first impression for what Riverdale was going to be, because nothing was out yet. Like, that's a pretty signature impression. Like, <laughs> I don't know that you could have picked a more memeable moment to step in, um, or... Like iconic and lasting moments of like season one shark jumping as far as uh, <laughs> text goes, but in a way that somehow worked. Yeah. I mean, at first I was like, why is Jughead dating Betty? Valid question. I thought Jughead was asexual. Valid question. Wasn't that like a big part of. All right. Also, he's reading his character description. His line is just his character. (laughs) What? (laughs) It was like, Jughead. You know, 18. Damaged loner outcast from the wrong side of the tracks. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It was written. This isn't Cole being completely noob. Um, but, but, But it was written. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, That's a great first impression. I'm not surprised you haven't actually watched the show yet. We're going to fix that one of these days. (laughs) I hope so. Um, Possibly in binge uh, this summer or something. Mm. But um, yeah, Uh, that's a great first impression. Any other um, signature moments or thoughts from your time on season one? Any other moments or scenes that you got to see jump out as signature Riverdale or uh, give you a really weird impression? Um, nothing on set or nothing scene wise that I can think of. Mm. Um, uh, a whole bunch of gossip that I'm not allowed to share. So we'll tease you with that. Always. Um, but yeah, oh, good, I, know I know some things. I know some things. Take me out for a drink one day. I'll tell you all about it. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> we continue to be a solid one or two degrees removed from the entire Riverdale cast. <laughs> Thank you, Nate. Uh, back to me and Chloe. Hello, gang. It is a sunny Sunday here in Vancouver, Canada. July something or other. Yeah. and So hot, so sunny, so summer. So it's actually been a couple weeks since our last episode in our time. Oh, yeah. It's been a week. Because Chloe went off and uh, fringed a fringe in central Canada. I did. They didn't... (laughs) Um, So I wrote a comedy, I thought... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I thought I wrote a dark comedy, and uh, I called Ryan on this the Sunday of the day of my last show, and I said, Ryan, I didn't know there was such a thing as Vancouver humor. I accidentally wrote a show in Vancouver humor, and I don't always get laughs. And Ryan was like, it didn't occur to me that you didn't know that you'd done that. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is one of the most East Van plays, settings, stories. But- and comedic rhythms. But I'm making fun of East Van. Like yes. Everybody makes fun of East Van in the in the country, don't don't they? No, we all make fun of Toronto. Oh. 
Only Vancouver makes fun of East Fan. Oh. Albertans don't know what East Fan is, and I bet Saskatchewaners are similar. But I was like, oh, people will be like, oh, that's like our neighborhood where this happened. No, no, there's nowhere like East Fan. It's great. You accidentally wrote a, like, interesting, culturally relative, um, kind of drama story. It probably came off as a thriller to some people. That's probably true, actually. (laughs) I didn't, yeah, oh man. But how was the festival? It was, you know, Regina's an interesting little town. It, um, doesn't really have a huge theater-going community. Mm -hmm. Um, and it does have, it does have, like, a strip of, like, cool that is 13th avenue in cathedral is the name of the um neighborhood Mm -hmm. and um uh yeah it was just very um hot and flat yes and um that was like really cool though like it was cool (laughs) for me how flat it was Mm. because like BC is not flat. Not even a little. I, I get that. I get that. And um, I did see, like, storms. That was cool. Yes. I got a good prairie storm. Um, it was short. Did you drive through it? No. That's the light. Like, just sitting in the cab of a vehicle as the lightning is coursing all around you in the torrential rain. Yeah. I was inside a building. Also good. But I did step outside into it briefly. Still that counts. Was, that was kind of cool. <laughs> Um, and, um, what was the other thing I was going to say about Regina, Saskatchewan? Oh, yeah, on a political note, um, there has been a demonstration out front of the legislative building, um... In Regina. In Regina. Um, uh, protesting against stolen children. Um, Good, By yes. the local indigenous group that are there, and the, the indigenous folks who are, who live there, um, are... Uh, the Hohe Nakata, or Nakota, excuse me, the Hohe Nakota, which in English is Assiniboine, and the Nahia, which in English is Cree, hmm. and then the Métis. And um, I got into an interesting conversation with some older non-Indigenous folks hmm. who were talking about this, and um, some person in the group who was young said well they moved them for canada day like they literally moved them from the legislative building mm-hmm. probably by mm-hmm. force i don't know but i assume um on canada day and the older people who lived in regina responded to this by saying well they let them come back the next day and that seemed like uh, yeah that seemed like mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. kind of um, situation where I had to restrain myself and be polite because they were feeding me dinner, which is really crappy because our job as white people is to say to other white people, hey, that's racist. <laughs> it sounds like you got but the I full <laughs> prairie experience, Chloe. Like, flat, storms, empty, and a careful internal monologue negotiating when and when not to call out institutionalized racism. Yeah. That's that's the full prairie package. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan's from the prairies. He's not just being a dick. Um, said with love and biting criticism. Yes. Uh. Um, but I, there is a lot to be said for Regina. It's a very, like, um, the people who are into theater there are very generous. Mm. And, you know, there was a lot of, like, offering rides and... Um, I think that's... Yeah. Um, I found that consistent in Alberta as well, that... Um, mm. I suspect a part of it is there's just less, and the people who value it have so much less choice and selection, and so it is, art is highly valued, actually, in, in these, even in small communities. Um, when it happens, when it occurs, um, it is very exciting. Mm. Um, yeah. I'm always really delighted when I do go uh, back home to visit or, or stay for a while, and um more and more I'm seeing visual arts displayed in public, like local artists uh, finding opportunities to put their works out there. Um, and more and more uh, there are like locally led uh, theater movements. There's this been this dinner theater for the last maybe five, ten years in a tiny, tiny town near where I grew up that it's become an, an annual event. 
mm-hmm. in the community. And they do, you know, two or three nights as a fundraiser. It's all, all amateur community. But, um, yeah, there's there's definitely passion for that. Yeah. And uh, I think an openness to um, new and different arts comes out of that when there's the bre- there's a brevity. Yeah. And I honestly think I just wrote the wrong show for this festival. Like, um, mm. our... Um, uh, our the, a person from our theater community named Nico DiCecco wrote mm-hmm. this wonderful, hysterically funny play um, that was sort of like a parody tribute. He's not allowed to say this because of legal reasons. But your impression of it was... But my impression that it of may it, be that it may be in reference to Stuart McLean and the Vinyl Cafe. Just took that away. <laughs> Don't really know why. Um, it's called Sex, but I'm Canadian. And uh, it used to have a different name um, that uh, he had to change for legal reasons. Um, I, anyway, all this I to missed say, seeing this in the fringe and I regret it to yes. the day, to this day. Um, and it's basically a show told in Stuart McLean's voice for all of the Americans who are our listeners. Hmm. Um, Stuart McLean is like a Anglo-Canadian phenomenon mm-hmm. who tells stories in this, I can't do the voice, but it's like very like homey, Canadian, funny stories with a little yeah. bit of sass. That that really subtle, like, Eastern Canada small city accent. I also have no ability to copy yeah. it. Um, but he um, d- d- uh, parodies the characters from mm-hmm. the Vinyl Cafe. And um, it's about a couple learning um, BDSM about 20 years into their marriage. So Vinyl Cafe is this deep Canadiana um, that yeah. ran for years until uh, Stuart McLean passed away last year. Yeah. That is the... It's it's these super wholesome nuclear family small town Canadiana anecdotes and mm-hmm. stories and comedy. Um, it's so trope and so classically wholesome yeah. in that nineteen fifties vibe, but with a light, goofy, irreverent, progressive flair to it. Yeah. Um. So slapping sex into that is hilarious oh my god it was so so that show did very well it was (laughs) so funny it was so funny and then there was another show a pair of canadians from montreal who live in argentina they're professional Mm. dancers in argentina very cool and they did this beautiful beautiful dance show that was a combination of tango and ballet Cool. The, the female dancer of this of this couple they're a heterosexual couple um did tango on point basically holy crap it was magical whoa it was just pure magic so if you live in and i think they're doing like i think they're doing like a fringe festival circuit i'm right praying that they come to vancouver right but if you are in a city a canadian city that gets a fringe festival look up and see if point p-o-n p sorry p-o-i-n-t-e Tango, their show Paradose, mm. P-A-R-A space D-O-S is coming to your city and please go see it. And they sell calendars at the end. And the reason they sell calendars at the end, the calendars look really beautiful. I didn't buy one. But if you can support them, um, buy one of their calendars because the calendars go directly to funding new point shoes because every show a pair of point shoes gets trashed and they need to buy new ones. <laughs> Wow. So, yes. Oh so, my. So like it's something like seven calendars, 20 bucks a pop. Right. equals a new pair of point shoes. Right. So please go and support them. <laughs> it was a beautiful show. Like I almost cried. Like it was really gorgeous. Anyway, so that was my experience. And that show did well because it was just so Yeah. like mesmerizing, striking and, and so unoriginal moving. and uncommon. Yeah. Anyway. Wonderful. <clears throat> yeah. So that's Regina. That was Regina. How's your life been? Uh, you know, chilling, summer. Yeah. I, I wound up stage managing a show since we've last talked, um, mainly because I had downtime and got bored and Ryan's bad at that. So it was yeah. like, sure, I'll take, a sh- I'll take this job. So did that since I last uh, talked to you. Just finished that last night. Ryan, Very drowsy Ryan, this morning. It's not just any, it's not just any gig. It's a paid gig to make art. Yeah. So that's cool. Like actually, actual legal hourly wages if I average out all the hours I spent. That's rare. 
That is super rare. So that was refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. And I was working with um, with acting students, which was really, really nice as well. Um, not only because they um, are still real keen and willing to do things like move sets <clears throat> repeatedly, uh, quite happily, unlike all of us older, older jaded artists, um, but also because there really was an educational component that I, mm-hmm. I, I love. I love working with uh, younger and upcoming artists. Um I like talking about long, rambly art stories. You might have noticed. Mm-hmm. It's a thing I enjoy. It's a good thing. We love you for it. Yay. Um, This week on Riverdale. Oh, yeah. What's this podcast about? Um, So, Riverdale, Riverdale. I've been talking a lot about Riverdale, actually, in the last couple of days because people have been trying to make plans in the end. I've been going, no, I'm recording my podcast on Sunday. <laughs> yes. And- <laughs> I was actually just telling Simon about this, and he's he asked, what are you watching now? Well, we're watching it again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. I had a really wonderful exchange with Simon over Instagram last night. But anyway, not important. Um, Simon's been on the show. I forgot. Yeah. Um, Which is why I reference him by name and not just with a friend. Yeah. So, um... Riverdale. Riverdale. Oh, yeah. So, what I find interesting about talking about my podcast and talking about the show Mm -hmm. is that people are so drawn to these characters, these childhood Mm. characters that they, like, read a lot about as kids. Mm -hmm. And I think probably the show has been polarizing for some people who, like, really love the comics and, like, find the show a bit overwhelming. Yep. But, um... I just, like, something I was reflecting on is, like, like a very diverse set of people I've spoken to this week. Like, and I mm. mean diverse, like, in terms of, like, socioeconomic status, race, like, sexuality this week. When I've said, oh, I'm doing the Riverdale Gang podcast, they've gone, oh, I loved those comics. Is that show good? What's your podcast <laughs> about? And I go, like, whoa. Well. <laughs> and then I give them the spiel about... Yeah how we approach this show because we do love it but we have things to say about it mm-hmm. critical love critical love and um which is the best kind of love let's be honest mm-hmm. um um well maybe not from parents but yes for a television well, show i think that critiquing love from parents can be good like my parents assisted me in becoming a better writer by being like that poem wasn't your greatest okay okay fair 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 um I, I had a mom who doesn't know how to critique me, I think. Oh, <laughs> in a, in in a, in a, not in a, that she was bad at it, in a, that, like, she, she wears very wonderfully pink tinted goggles. Loving gotcha. supporting. Gotcha. Sorry, I didn't mean to just elbow you in the head then. That's all right. Um, uh, yeah. The podcast. You were talking to people oh, about yeah. the podcast. Um, yeah, and... Yeah, I just it just struck me this week like oh like these characters really were like mm. um like a big deal for people. Yeah, they mean a lot and yeah. inter- and like, intergenerationally. I, and, like, and I like right? and I like read them. I was just saying mm-hmm. to Ryan actually before we started the podcast that I found some of my Archie comics when I was cleaning up my mm-hmm. cleaning out my childhood books recently. Mm-hmm. And I kept them and um yeah, I don't know. Like, I just, I just find that really interesting. I always mm. find it interesting when people are drawn to particular characters, yeah, intergenerationally and also like across spectrums of, across intersections maybe of like race and sexuality and socioeconomic status and so on. Hmm. I mean, back, like, not just when I say I like, like, and in addition to race, also like background. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, people from very different lives, worlds, yeah. growing up experiences, yeah. family structures. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was a constant in my community, right? It yeah. was a norm and a grocery store shelf yeah, everywhere totally. thing, right? Um, Sometimes and, I still see them, actually. Yeah, of course, they're still out there and being yeah. published quite quite successfully. And um, sometimes I still buy them. Like, one year uh, for our... Um, my high school friends and I uh, generally meet up once a year or so and um, usually do either a Secret Santa or something. But what, one year we did a very small gift for everyone in the group of like five of us or six of us, depending on the year. And my friend Nicole got us all an Archie comic and kind of picked characters. So she gave me the Jughead comment, comic and that was a huge compliment. Yeah. Um, little things like that. It's 
it's it's a real vocabulary even. Yeah. That is widely understood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. So I just, anyway, I was reflecting on that this week, and I'm mm-hmm. kind of jumping into this episode with that reflection in mind. Mm. That's all. That's a great starting point. Shall we Let us jump. jump? Let us jump right in. All right. Ready for the watch-along section, folks? Ready for the badoom? Badoom? Badoom. badoom. And click, and badoom. Oh, that's still speakering. <laughs> oh, come yeah. on. Come on, headphones. There. There we go. Tricky. Nice. Tricky headphones. I think you did it. Just in time? Yes, just in time. Well, we'll find um, out and we'll find out in post, won't we? Well. In the meanwhile. I kissed Fred Andrews. <coughs> Sorry, I just coughed. So last episode, <laughs> the the big old Veronica um rebellion. I loved Veronica's rebellion last episode. Mm-hmm. Um it's a great tone to come in to her and Hermione's negotiations this episode. As they supporting character it up. Yeah. Oh, and that Jason jacket. And yeah. I always kind of forget play. FP's, like, really unfortunate, violent actions in season one. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. The Stepfords. This, yes. I mean, I do believe that the father-husband in all Stepford situations is a serial killer, secretly. Yeah. You turn the volume down ever so slightly. Of course. Thank you. I'm really liking this opening sequence, and mm-hmm. they're doing something very visually interesting here that I can't quite put my finger on. But it's super crisp, this montage. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I just find it very... In- I find it interesting how teen pregnancy is presented... Mm. on screen mm-hmm. and one thing i do like about riverdale is that like i don't ag- like i don't agree with like the choices these kids are making if i mm-hmm. found out mm-hmm. i was pregnant at polly's or yeah polly's age i probably would have had an abortion mm-hmm. would not have like decided to marry my boyfriend live on a cult farm but i do like that the teenagers have agency in the show and like yeah make them like make it so that they have agency mm-hmm. i do like that a lot it, it, it stands out Especially in a plot line where, you know, the antagonism is the removal of their agency, right? Like, sending Polly to the nun camp yeah. was the entry-level barrier to this, right? That was our introductory barrier. Then they dealt with it, and Polly has done what Polly wants since, um, through the whole series. Yeah. yeah. I'm distracted by the plot. Yes, all the drugs before yeah. Jingle Jangle. All the drugs were jingle jingle. Yeah. Yeah. The rings. Oh, right. That plot point. Yeah. Hermione doing the good mom thing I here. Know, but, like, how? This is so illegal. Like, where are her parents? Where's her lawyer? What is Hermione Lodge doing? You know. Why are these two other teenagers present? Like. This is problematic, but not actually illegal. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I'll I, take it back then. I Never mind. Don't think it's illegal for the police to you know talk to a minor there was a sorry there was a sound effect that they use that they use in harry potter for the (laughs) death eaters and i expected a death eater just now it didn't happen is other people was hell hell's other people (sighs) stock sounds once you once you deep in dig in it you, you can't unhear it yes like the Wilhelm yell. Yep, the Wilhelm scream is takes you right out. Yeah. I like that yeah, they acknowledge that. that they're like gross, grody teenage boys in yeah. this, right? It's such a like bro moment. Like dad and the boys like open a window. Guys like come mm-hmm, on, but mm-hmm. I like I forgive them. <laughs> yep, it's fun. It's it's an aspect I think that is often missed. You know, it's either these children are. Young and gross and pubescent, or these youthful adults are sexy and savvy and stylish. And seeing a little bit of both in in a growing up story, in a growing up age and era, is nice. Mm. It's like they, they're not forgetting that these are still kids, but even as they focus on their wild ex- es- escapades? escapades? Escapades. Why is that a hard word? Vanity flare. 
Kevin's face. What are you what are you doing, Veronica? Making Kevin's day is what she's doing with that brag. Elton John's party. <gasps> oh, mm. it was a good moment. By her own parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, Betty, but that's your parents are not ideal in this situation, Betty. Oh my gosh, Veronica would do so well. Boyfriend, boyfriend, everyone's in, it's just a word that starts with the letter B. <laughs> Where would Veronica do well? Yes. What's the rest oh, of that Veronica thought? Veronica would do so well marrying into a waspy family. Oh, yes, she would, until racism. <laughs> I mean, you and you right now. That was, like, so threatening. Both Ryan and I went silent. <laughs> yep, yep. It was a power mom mo- yep. moment. And I loved Veronica's... Me? Moment. I... This is, like, so awful. Mm. This is, like, working class in the gut awful, and it upsets me. Yep. This is... This is a real mess oh. of a problem. Two years work, starting, but he's gonna die though. Spoilers. <laughs> well, that crew gets what they gets what they get from that deal, don't they? Yeah, we never hear about that. Of course not. No, I mean Hiding it's Polly all about Fred. <laughs> yes, I mean, Insane Asylum is a dramatic statement for what that was, but anyway. Ooh. Barbed. I like when. What about Barb? Where's Barb? I I said Barbed. Oh, I thought Ethel appeared on screen and I missed her. Yeah, see agency. It's (laughs) up to Polly. It is up to Polly. Mm Mm-hmm. And and it's up to these freshmen. Yeah. Students, children, to defend that right. Yeah. But yeah. Like a normal grandmother. (laughs) I feel like grandmother was the blow word in that. Oh yeah, possibly. Hmm? Just a little bit. Oh, Veronica's, <laughs> oh, Veronica's. face game. Uh, <sighs> oh, that, is, oh, is that fresh sliced pizza that he's carrying? Oh, it might be. Props people bored that day or... Yeah. <laughs> bored, lazy, or rushed? Hmm. Use some slices. Who says that? American accent writers? I don't know. I definitely don't. Maybe it's a regional dialect. An awful they could use, <sighs> but like actually, that feels like sketchy on many layers, right? Like I appreciate the day callness of construction in the industry, but it does seem it seems a little surprising to me that people would walk off on the day yeah. from someone like Fred Andrews, given his community reputation. Given, like, he's been held up as sort of this stable, established company. But, mm. Plot is plot is plot. I'm I'm distracted by the plot. Like, this is such an important conversation to have with your kids. Yeah. It's so awesome that it's in a youth television show. The the whole talking about the economic problems with your kids. Yeah. Oh, my God. talking about it honestly. Yeah. I've seen that literally kill people hmm. in my immediate circle. Hmm. Anyway. I got grim. I don't think that is a fresh slice piece of box. One of the things I love about Riverdale is how long it takes us to get to the opening title. Yep, yep. It's all I just opening title. It's something I appreciate about, I think, Netflix producing in general, is the ability to establish the, your own show conventions a little bit more. Because you're not, like... I'm sure they re-edit it for the TV a little bit, but they do seem to play around a bit with length, structure, pacing. Sure. (laughs) I like how they both sort of scrambled to cover themselves about Cheryl being there. I feel like Cheryl was not on the guest list until that moment. I love how Hermione's like... (laughs) gonna handle this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with my daughter the one i actually have some influence over i hope and think in the cooper's pre-war apartment which is enormous yep pre-war pre-war like do you mean antebellum by aesthetic here miss lodge no uh, yeah Ugh. oh boy 
Plot, mm. plot, 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 plot. Yes. This is the season, I think, where Veronica almost looks at the camera and delivers the line, the plot thickens. <laughs> I think that happens in the episode that has Jughead's birthday in it. I'm really excited for that. Ah, oh, I forgot about that office moment. We're getting there, what, next or the, next or the one after? Maybe. That's in this season, right? Yes. Yeah. I think <clears throat> so. I think so. I think so. I think so. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's in the next season. Oh, when does Joaquin happen? Is oh, Joaquin season? is happening, yes. Okay. Joaquin gets banished eventually. At, right at the end of the season, right? Nothing personal. I wear a wig. Oh, and while we're talking about Joaquin, I Joaquin is back in season three. I know, you mentioned that. I'm yes. really excited. Me too. I'm sorry that was an unwarned spoiler. I got excited. Especially if he appears as a love interest again. Yeah. Because Kevin use, could use some stability other than the woods. The woods are not a stable monogamous partner. And you don't have to do stable monogamous, but boy deserves more than a quickie in the woods. That's like, people do that all the time. <laughs> it's a great plan. Thank you. <laughs> Pompous ass. <laughs> Clifford Blossom always stood out in this show to me as not quite belonging. Like, not in a bad way, but in a so clearly evil way. Like, he reads as so much more of a grounded, real antagonist, stripped straight out of a, a different TV show in a lot of ways. Yeah. And he's dressed up in this over-the-top finery, in this over-the-top New England caricature. Um, it's the moment where he pulls off his wig, coming in, a, not this episode, but again, in a couple episodes, where he really transforms into just this this monster person. Not because of baldness or anything, but because he takes off these dressings of the Riverdale um, extremeness, this this caricaturism, hmm. and becomes something much more real and dangerous. Oh, this is so nice. It really is, as is as is this aesthetic. Also, I love that Hermione is wearing like like. <laughs> Skinny black jeans, no, just like, slick leather like, jacket. They're like like roughing it heels. They've got like <laughs> tweed on them, you know. Got it, yes. Oh, Yay. Look at these well-behaved teens saving the day. We're bruiser studs. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aw, and Hermione's everyone's so pleased. This is so nice. Mm-hmm. Good things happening. Everything not falling apart. Also, oh, and like her, loves the shoes. her secret mob plot also not falling apart in this yes. moment. <laughs> Again, I wonder yeah. how much they knew. I yeah. like that she just tries to fix this. This this feels like Hermione with no ulterior, ulterior motive. Yeah. Right? I also like that Hermione asked Polly what she wanted and then asked the mom, asked yeah. Alice what she wanted. Like, it's... Yeah. It's like she's she's a facilitating a conversation. Yeah. It's a good dimension for Hermione's character, especially given how much stuff mm -hmm. she... Like, how much she's in a corner in the second season. Yes. This is like her when she's not in a corner. Yeah. I mean, she's in a very different corner, but yeah. she's she's blossoming in it. She's, she's growing in it really wonderfully, right? We did it. Yeah. I also, I forget that Hermione was a small town kid here too, right? That's, that's an aspect and nuance mm. that I lose sometimes. Remembering that, yeah, Hermione and, um, and Alice probably have history. What, what that history is, we don't really know. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kevin, we all, that, that, that's what you mean. <laughs> Hello, yeah, Jughead in, yeah, he's not, in a tank not top. Yeah, he's not that unbuff. He's, he's, he's buff enough for CW TV. Yeah, he's like lean runner muscle, I would say. Yeah. In this little fan service of a shot. Yeah. The construction worker looks special. Archie, yeah. and, Archie and Fred's relationship really is, is like family goals. 
in a lot of ways, between the militias and violence. Yeah. No. Hmm. There's sodas. Hmm? Where oh, did he put his right. phone? That's hmm. a fair point. Like, where would he have put it? Eh. Also, this is awful. Yeah. Yeah, this random sabotage and violence. I love that act. This actor is really good at, like, um, showing fear without Moose. it getting, like, mm. um, theatrical. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's very good film acting fear. And, that like, that mm. moment where he flinches when the spark goes off, that was, right. like, very, like, very, like, real. Yeah. I was impressed by that. Mm-hmm. I like. Sorry, I'm such a dork about like little. When I see little acting backflips, I get really excited about it. That is exactly why you co-host a podcast deeply analyzing little acting nuances. I would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, I got distracted by Moosian. Yeah. <laughs> He's cute too. They're all so good looking on this show. It's the CW. Yeah, I know. Everyone's good looking on television. Also, <laughs> literally everyone. I mean, I was talking about that earlier today with um, a couple of friends of mine. Um, we were talking about how, like, the ugly box mm. for television standards is, mm-hmm. like, 90% of the population. <laughs> I do feel like um, sometimes British TV is a little bit more yeah, that's uh, true. diverse in looks yes, yes, and, yes, and styles. Yes. Um, but, yeah, we really we really suffer this echo of the Hollywood norms here in Canadian uh, television. Hmm. Oh, Jughead's going, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. As Archie implicates his family? Yeah. Is Archie not super aware of what's happening here? Yeah. It's really, it's, it's, it's so much, it's more interesting watching these foundational conflicts, knowing how much this escalates, and seeing the escalation, especially from, like, dumb obvious Archie who yeah. you know the the oh it's a gang what if it's the gang whereas we now know there's multiple gangs there's the ghoulies there's a lot of other stuff going on in Riverdale to see the um you know just how just how ignorant that snap assumption from Archie is maybe <laughs> Veronica's like, this is so cute. I want to put this on Instagram. Um, one thing I do. Oh no! Is she gonna die in season three, and then Betty's gonna have to raise children? <gasps> Did I guess it? I mean, I'm here for that. Oh my goodness! I, yeah, I, I forgot. I forgot about actually. that oh, God, plot I just point. Ripped our, sorry. You did. You ripped my earphones right out with your enthusiasm, and I can't <laughs> hear what Val's saying. She has so few lines, Chloe. I, I need know. them all. There we go. I'm back. Poor Moose. Is he okay? <laughs> well, he's okay now. <laughs> Keep watching, gang. <laughs> yeah. Didn't oh, oh, Veronica. Just... Just live in the trope. I kind of like this yeah. sweater. It's a very Betty sweater. Yeah. I, I like how it has oh. just a little bit of a, like, crinkle waffle... I love. Can I, can we just stop that? Everyone just accepts that 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 Kevin's boyfriend is a gang member because I feel like there's a version of reality where that would homophobia would just negate all those possibilities. Yeah, it's kind of nice that the gang and these people don't. Anyway, they're not even they're an equal opportunity gang in yeah. non hyperbolic ways, and I like it. Yes, I agree. We're literally the the. The biggest conflict of the relationship was the gang sheriff split on every front. Yeah. I also love that, like, Jughead becomes the king of the white worm. Yeah. And, um, in the future. And also, this is also, like, <laughs> premonition to Militia Archie. Yep. And Jughead is, like, that does this frown, which is so, like, mm-hmm. just play cool. It's keep eye contact to a minimum. It's a real like I don't know how to stop this. I don't know how to fix this, but I see it's wrong. <clears throat> yeah. Hmm. But also, um, mm-hmm. like, at, like, I see, there's so much pressure on Jughead. Yeah. To like, so Tony should be in the scene, but isn't. Before, before that... we knew that she was yeah. the serpent we all deserved. Yes. 
Yes, Kevin. <laughs> but not um, right now. You're fine. <laughs> Snakes are cute. Yes, but, well... You wish, Preppy. It's so cute. I like it. It's really <laughs> sassy. Um, anyway. Uh, Jughead becoming the king of the snakes. Oh, yeah. Like, Archie just kind of, like, marches into, like, this, like, part of... Yep. Um, Jughead's reality that, like, is is a problem. Mm-hmm. He floats in on the privilege cloud. Be- thinking that, one, he can solve this himself... Two, he has any right to mediate this. Three, he can throw accusations around. Yeah. Casually. Oh, I love how much power FP has in this room. It's just so great. Yeah. Especially when you see what he goes through to maintain not just the power, but this community. Mm-hmm. And how that gives him power. Right? Yeah. Like, he's a rare leader, faction leader. Yeah, I love Kevin's actually running. Like that. <laughs> of course he is. Hmm. Yeah, it's Jughead's uh, dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, it's... man, 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 man. Archie just has no idea oh, how Archie, insulting. Shut up! Yep. Uh, Archie. That's saying something. Yeah. <sighs> oh, man. I, I, the more the more hindsight, the the harsher this gets, and the like, more ignorant Archie feels. Oh man, look at Fred yep. Andrews looking real pissed. Mm-hmm. Dadding it up, good. Ooh. Good dad coordination. Get in the truck, Archie. <laughs> I like. Oh man. Uh, F, like Skeet Ulrich is a wonderful actor. Yeah, he's he's a favorite on this show. Uh, so is Luke Perry. There's and when they do stuff together, it's great. Yeah. Here's Jughead, the Hot Dad Brigade, obediently carrying macaroon tower yes. of some sorts. It's a tea cake mm-hmm. display situation. I really like how awkwardly clumsy he sort of felt and was in yeah. that situation. Totally on my bucket list. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I got distracted by the lines yes. and like how. Like Betty's spectacular, um, perfect party host yeah. look. Uh, house. This is a cool cover, actually, on on the music house. note. Yeah. Since we both started singing along. Yeah. Oh, look at that! I'm pretty sure that baby shower sign. I saw that like on sale in on commercial drive. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. <sighs> Manchinamic. Aww. Mm-hmm. See, Alice knows when Hal isn't busy <laughs> being a distraction. Being Hal. And Cheryl. Oh my god. Oh right, they brought Nana. I love every moment Nana is on screen. Oh boy. Nana Blossom is, yeah. <laughs> so nah. we're not kidding. <laughs> this is a hell of a skirt Cheryl's wearing, as a side note. Mm-hmm. Let me begin with an apology. Please do. Yes, do it Penelope. some more. <laughs> Not you. <sighs> oh, I'm so good at... Oh my goodness. She's wearing a black rose. She's already wearing the black gloves. Yes. And a black rose. Yeah. Penelope is so hyperbolically evil. Oh. In the evil league of evil. I don't... Like, he's in a... Hmm? I just, I, I don't think he ever stopped being a serpent. He's literally the king of them. Yeah. 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 I can see how the whole, like, survival, coping with alcoholism and the dissolution of your family, you might lay low on the serpent thing. There's also the question of when did FP become the the head of the serpents, yeah. right? I kind of, I've always assumed it was between... His his and his fallout with Fred, and you know now, that's yeah. what like a sixteen fifteen year stretch or so. By the way, I'm not. I think that you can hear the dialogue. Hmm. Look, you listen. You can hear it. So. But won't it show up there? No. Okay, I'm having an audio confusion moment. Sorry. How sensitive do you think this mic is, Chloe? <laughs> 
It's twins. Uh, oh, right. That was... This is a cultism item. Right. <laughs> and Nana's totally right. You know, and Nana totally right. <laughs> That's a very silly looking mobile, but okay. The fluffy sheep one? Yeah. Counting sheep. Oh, look, it's the, oh, it's the thing. That's right. This is such a touching little moment. Oh, oh I forgot about this. Oh. Don't, mm, does this come back saved it. to play? It does. It comes yeah. back in the next season. That's, yeah, I was like, why do I recognize this from a, an establishing shot? Yeah. <laughs> good, good one-upmanship, Penelope. Why? Oh, right. Oh, don't crash a baby shower, you ding-dong. Oh, Archie, you jerk. Like, um, you could text him. Oh, my God. You could text him to meet you outside or something. Oh, my God. Archie, stop being such a sniveling upper-class idiot right now. Can you imagine if you're... Younger sister's neighbor friend came in to start a fight with your boyfriend during your already super tense wedding shower. No sense of tact, Archie. No sense of tact. You're not the main character in reality, just on this TV show. Hmm. Thornhill's gates will always be open. Oh my god. Oh my. Until is, Cheryl burns them this down. Is so like. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> this is like actually what family dinners can be like in waspy families. Hmm. Some par pariah. Like oh, privilege oh. wars? Yeah, just like little privilege wars. Fascinating. Because you're ashamed. Ooh. Or Hermione's going like, ugh. Yep. It's what she knew was going to happen. Oh yeah. Cheryl, uh, Cheryl, yeah. Also, Cheryl, helping. like how? Hmm. Also, like Cheryl, you know how scary it is in there. Yeah, and how scary your mom is. But it doesn't. I don't get that she's fully processed that drama yet. Aww. You know. Yeah. Like, how many things aren't real until you say them out loud to someone else? Yep. And I, I do suspect Cheryl's experiences fall into that as they unravel in season two. Yeah. Also, she's rich as hell. Yeah. And yeah. I think in the Blossom ethos, that is priority. Yes. Over things like emotional safety. <laughs> I love how <laughs> Betty is like, you need to go, like, I'm parenting you right now. <laughs> yep, yep. Somebody's got to. Hmm. That woman. Alice is so aggressively dramatic yeah. and over the top, but also has such capacity for these lovely, intimate bits of empathy. Yeah. Good grief. Polly makes a brutal point there. May not yeah. be true, but from her perspective. Yeah. Yeah, her being locked yeah. in uh, the evil nun convent did ruin a lot. Yeah. At very least, she could have grieved in normal time and, you know, been to the funeral and what that not. No, this is so sweet. But what about mm. Hal? What about Dad? Yeah, oh, good. Thank exactly. you. Exactly. She knows he's a jerk. Yeah. Dad's gonna have to get over it or murder a number of teenagers in psycho in a psychosis breakdown, whichever comes easiest to him. Oh, yeah, right. This little plot point. Right. Yep. This is that little, first... That, this was the this little, was the episode of Hal Cooper is a trash human who needs to go away now. Yeah. This was, this was the defining episode of that, if I recall. And yeah, I know how Alice is like, mm -hmm. oh, repeated behavior, buddy. Yep. Sudden pattern. Time to cut someone. Oh, man. Here we go. Angry Fred. Angry Fred is angry. But even worse, Angry Fred is disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> I like that Archie gets straight to the, the heart of the matter. Yeah. Uh, even justifying stupid behavior. Yeah. 
And it's... Oh, my God. It's, it's really tough that this is a consequence of being upfront with your children about economic instability, right? That, you know, they they will still feel that anxiety. Yeah. Sometimes responsibility. It's tough. Oh, mm. This is like, could have been such a hokey little monologue. And Luke Perry, ya champ. Mm-hmm. You do such a good job selling it. Yeah. Yeah, he really does. Yeah. And here comes Archie, like... What if you do? <laughs> Doesn't want anything to do with music. It's cute, Archie, that... Uh, it's cute that Archie's already committed to, like, yeah, of course music's gonna be my thing forever. <laughs> oh, this is so very touching. My little... It really is. My little jaded heart is I, glowing at the edges slightly. <laughs> I also empathize immensely with this moment in, like... If I have a child who decides to be a farmer one day, hell yes. That's cool. Um, yeah, it is It is neat. It is neat. And a, a thing where, like, blue-collar parents supporting artistic kids. Yeah. It's not, doesn't have to be a one-way thing, right? Like, yeah. I'm super cool if I have children who want to be tradespeople or farmers. That's excellent. They will also try piano lessons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's the bug head. As we know and love. Yeah. Also, he doesn't have to tell her Jack about his family if he doesn't want to, frankly. True point, point. I guess it point. does have, like, like I, social consequences if he doesn't. I guess why that... I, I get why that's an open ask for Betty, and why she doesn't understand the stakes of what she's asking right now in saying, please tell me all about your life and family. Um... Like, why would Betty ever think that, you know, her normal boyfriend from school is, in fact, deeply entrenched in poverty, gang life, and the, you know, territory wars of the town? Right? She doesn't know what she's asking. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> is he watching? Mm. Oh, baseball. Okay. Okay. So, here we go. Yep. Enter investigative journalist yeah. Betty and Jughead, who are a spectacular team at the Nazi Drew. He's like, oh god, I need to sit down. Remember mm-hmm. that drink I was drinking? Gonna drink it some more. Yep. <sighs> no one's gonna suspect him of running. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also interesting that they, they make a note of the line that the serpents draw with hard drugs on other issues later on, yeah. right? Um, yeah. 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 This is a sad conversation of exposition, and yeah. there's very little to add. It's just sad. Yeah. Oh, um, look at the challenge in that man's face. And what a counterpoint yeah. after Fred and Archie. Yeah. To have this talk. The yeah. fact that he has to ask this question, right? Hey, Dad, did you murder someone? And it's... Is it a fair question? I mean, like, I don't know. I've never had to, like... I've never had a relationship anywhere close to this with my own father. Mm. Like, not even in the same universe. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad was like... Yeah, you know. Not a gang leader, drug dealer. No, but, like, just even just a dad who might <laughs> lie to me. Like, a parent who might mm. lie to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or, like, a parent who might not show up to my ball game when he said he would. Right. You know, like, nothing like that. Yeah. Um, oh. The instability of Jughead's life. Yeah. I didn't have an unstable father. What That's a spectacular what color wash lighting flare. That is a really beautiful color wash. It's like they kiss and the pink bleeds in yeah. to their to their yeah, radiance. It was very pretty. This is a, this is such yes. a well shot episode. Yeah. Also, same ball game, same drink, different dad. <laughs> Much worse, dad. Whoa. Yep. Angry Whoa. Alice is a thing I like. 
Oh. Mm. Speaking her own story. Mm hmm. Oh. So that she could fix her mistake. Oh. Oh. She's so pissed. Yeah. Yes. Self righteous smack. Yes, your name is Bastard. She smacks him in the throat, too. Kinda. Oh. Want to evolve you because you're hysterical and you're a woman. Mm-hmm, like, why mm-hmm. would you ever? I knew that blah, you'd blah, overreact. You weren't ready. That's totally your troll. Yeah. <sighs> Gosh, Hal Cooper. I'm glad you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he's properly gone. I don't know. I desperately hope oh, they. Oh man, what they if he go- and Archie end up in the same prison? <laughs> Too much. No, actually, that could be interesting. (laughs) Ooh. Oh. Wow. You mean like your children, Hal? Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Get out. Yeah. Alice is like bold and aggressive confidence. Yes. I'm here for it. You know what I'm capable of. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Aww. I can't wait oh, till wait. she finds her serpent dress and starts rocking existence again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm increasingly, as we get closer to season three, I'm increasingly nervous for Alice and the cult leader. Because, like, I honestly want good things for Alice right now. Yeah, I do, too. This is, like, I think this is the first, like, episode where I was, like, I want this woman to succeed in life. Right? She was very antagonist up till here. Yeah. That's her story. Everyone's got a story. Oh, Jughead. You've Mm -hmm. just appeared. As you do. Archie has such a mad face. (laughs) A mad face? Yes. Just like a... in this shot, he had such a grump face going on. Oh my god, why is Jughead being punished for not wanting to share his, like, embarrassing personal history? Because why they... Why is he making so many apologies? Because Ugh. they need to and deserve to understand everything. Ugh. Privilege! What would be so bad that you can't say it to me? Or, you know, might not want to delve into your history. These two lovely suburbanites saying you can tell me everything. Hmm. Y'all might want to oh, pay attention. I love... Nice bro whisper. <laughs> <laughs> That's sweet. Yes. They could really do with paying attention to the fact that he ha- hid the fact that he was homeless from them, and maybe read into the, you know, there's some stuff going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they still don't seem to get that there's a reason that people don't always talk, even with the people they love. Into deep, Joaquin. No, oh, poor Joaquin. Into deep. Oh, you're mm. so legit, Joaquin. You're falling for him. Yeah. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Do we got a problem? Do we got a problem? Yeah. Yeah, he likes you for real, and you kind of are into it. <sighs> oh, kind of. Chuckle at that. Kind of sketch move, FP. Playing on the on the queer kid's heart to set a mole in. Kind yes. of a jerk move. Kind of a jerk move. I will also say that. laughing at him having feelings. Yeah. Rude. Did give Kevin a hot boyfriend, but accidentally. Two-person crew. Clifford Boss. What did Clifford hire them to do? Exactly. Are they repaving Thornhill? Repeatedly and daily? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, this is nice. Yeah. It's good for FP to recognize that he needs to start mending some bridges yeah. to stay afloat in this hot mess he is a brewing in. Or burning daylight. I like that expression. And I like that Fred, like, doesn't draw hard lines here. Yeah. Your man's crew. 
goodness. Oh. I like that he gives this to Hermione. Yeah. Because he knows she'll get it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Fred would have morals. Hermione Montreal. knows this game. Scary. Montreal. Montreal. This is the beginning of the Papa The whispers. Poutine. Papa Poutine. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Who ratted you out? Ah, oh, Hermione plot. What? I, I, uh, I don't remember. No, I don't think it was. Yeah. Well, this is episode eight. We have nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Five more episodes after this. Yeah. We'll find out and re- be reminded who ratted Hermione out. Oh yeah, she doesn't come home though, right? I just remembered. Doesn't she go to the? She goes yeah, to the blossoms. Yeah. I mean, Hal Cooper. But oh, right, she's kicked out. He's kicked out. I don't know. This is a cover of something, I think. Yeah, isn't she like investigating them into his death? No, I meant the the song is a cover. Oh, yes. But I think she's also doing that. Yeah, which is bold. Which is very Cooper of her, in the Betty and Alice way, not the Hal way. Yes. Hmm. Ugh. God. These are, like, these are the cracks that take Alice right to, through to the end of next season. Yeah. <sighs> Aww. So many good shots of, yeah. like, parents being deeply destroyed. Yeah. By circumstances. Yeah. This show does parent-child relationships so well and so diversely and dynamically. Yeah, I think it does. Hmm. It always read as to me as something of a bridging of the 1950s Archie. Um, the parents, in a lot of ways, echo the conflicts and privileges and and history of you know that original era of Riverdale. I think mm-hmm. you know not in their current expression, but you know where they started. They all left, became ridiculous adults. Yeah, in this ridiculous hyperbolic world. Riverdale sometimes feels like next-gen Archie in a lot of ways to me. Oh, yeah? But the fact that they they never, you know, they don't say that or make it a thing. Yeah. Because, you know, the next generation, unless you're Star Trek, tends to be a pretty ridiculous trope. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. That was an episode. That was an episode. Um, I... That's a good episode. It was an episode with a lot of heavy emotional beats that drew me in... And also, like, drew me out of the podcasting. Yeah, because this absolutely th- that was that was a very watch along and feel episode. Yeah, I agree. I think it was. I yeah, a lot happens in that episode. That's, that's so that's another much set up. What was the other episode where we were like, oh, this is the episode where Riverdale like becomes itself? Was that episode four? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was the one where after Grundy leaves, if I recall. Yeah, and then here right. we are four episodes later. This feels like mm. another, like, big, excuse me, push towards season two. Into act three of this season, as it were. Yeah, because we're in episode nine, and there's only 13 episodes. Yeah, I think it, season. I think it starts to roll towards denouement at this point. Yeah. Right? I mean, we've got the big plot pieces that lead us to the final unpuzzling. Uh-huh. The jacket, Polly and Thornhill. Um, the, the Cooper Blossom blood feud yeah. is, is being layered and nuanced and repeated. Yeah. Okay. Come together. Cool. I don't know the, um, the, um, uh, reference, um, which one? The, um, that is the title of the next episode. La Grande Illusion? La Grande Illusion. I do not know either. Well, maybe that's something we could Google in our five-minute break. Yeah, that's a good plan. Shall we take our five-minute break, Chloe? Yes, a week break for you, Riverdale gang, but a five-minute break for us. I'm going to refill our bowl of berries and get myself some coffee. Or some wine. Also wine. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, Riverdale gang, we love that episode. We hope you did, too. Um, this podcast is recorded on and Riverdale is shot on unceded Musqueam, Tsleil-Waututh, and Squamish territory. Um, Super special thanks to Thunderquack, to Mike and the whole team, and uh, to you, Gank, for hanging around and spending some of your summer with us. Yeah. Also, Patreon. Also them. 
All right. y'all who literally give us money to continue this existence. Yeah. Super grateful. Uh, I am Ryan. I am Chloe. Um, Amanda always reminds me we should plug our social media. So we're both on Twitter. Yeah, and we haven't... Well, I no, I'm not on Twitter. You're not on Twitter? No. Um, well, I guess you're the Riverdale Gang Twitter Riverdale then. Gang is on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. And we're on, Yes, we're also on Instagram. I am on those things too. And we're also on Facebook. But so is the, so is the cast. Where yes. you can find mostly Chloe's words. I'm going to be uh, honest about that. She is our... We split duties. We split duties. All right. Bye, friends. Bye for now.